0: Have your dreams died? Or if they're still alive, have they shrunk to a more manageable size? Are you living your life as if every word in the Bible is 100% true? Or have you adjusted the word of God to fit your lifestyle? In today's podcast, I'm going to challenge all of us, me included, to take a hard look at our walk with Christ as we begin this new year.
1: Welcome to the Hope Healing and Freedom podcast, brought to you by Restoring the Foundations International. Our desire is to equip you with biblical truth to empower you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. For more, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. Now, here's your podcast.
0: I'm Lee Whitman from Restoring the Foundations. And today's podcast might come across as pretty raw because I'm sharing some truths that I am personally still processing. I like to read one on vacation, and this December, I've been challenged by three books that I highly recommend. What If It's True by Charles Martin, published by Thomas Nelson, Chase the Lion by Mark Batterson, published by Multinoma, and Your People Shall Be My People by Don Finto, published by Chosen Books. Now, I'm sure the good people at Amazon can deliver them right to your door. If we can tell anything by the attendance numbers at movies, we love movies where the hero shows great courage. I believe that's why the movies made from the Marvel comic books have continued to be so popular. We love to cheer the hero and the hero always displays great courage to defeat the forces of evil. I could watch Braveheart over and over again because of the great courage of William Wallace played by Mel Gibson. You know, after watching that movie, I really want to paint my face blue and white and yell, FREEDOM! I want to recommend a wonderful book on the courage it takes to pursue your dreams by Mark Batterson, called Chase the Lion. In Chase the Lion, Batterson uses the story of Beniah in Second Samuel 23. It says on a snowy day he chased a lion down into a pit and killed it and he killed an Egyptian an impressive man. Now the Egyptian had a spear in his hand but Benaiah went down to him with a club and snatched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. Now this man Benaiah was either crazy or courageous. Courage is defined as the quality of mind or spirit that enables a person to face difficulty, danger, pain, etc. without fear. Bravery is another word for courage. It was crazy to chase a lion into a pit on a snowy day and kill it. Or was it courage? It was crazy for Benaiah to confront an impressive Egyptian with only a club and take the man's spear and kill him with it. Or... Was it courage? I think living by faith takes courage. Faith to me is courage on steroids. It was either crazy or courageous for the founders of Restoring the Foundations to leave the comfort of Chester's job in the aerospace industry. Yes, Chester literally was a rocket scientist. And for Betsy to leave a successful career in the mental health profession to start this brand new unknown ministry. They started RTF at a time when the Christian world was not very open to the idea of inner healing and deliverance like we are today. They were some of the very first people to introduce the idea that even Christians needed deliverance from demonic influences in their life. It took courage for them to travel the world and eat a bunch of overcooked chicken dinners to present this unknown ministry called RTF everywhere they went. Today, RTF has ministers in 20 nations around the globe and has touched the lives of people in 120 nations. That's amazing. All because of the courage of Chester and Betsy Kilstra. Now, it's going to take courage for each of us to live the Christian life boldly in today's world. You know, I see things on the news that are troubling to me. And to be honest, I'll complain and pontificate to Cindy about what needs to change. Being the smart woman that she is, she has started asking me, what am I going to do with my complaints? So Cindy says to me when I get into one of my rants, okay, so what are you going to do about that? Well, for one thing, I'm gonna write to my congressman and express my displeasure with certain government policies. Now that's a minor form of courage, yet it's the kind of action that is necessary in order to see the changes we believe are needed it's too easy for us to sit back and complain and hope that someone else does something instead of using our voice to move our country in the right direction. For example, if we don't tell our Congress people to stand with Israel, it is probable that the volume of the many loud voices opposed to Israel could sway their opinion. So courage comes in many forms, but it is desperately needed to live the Christian life in today's world. I was also extremely challenged by Charles Martin's book, What If It's True? I'll let Charles Martin speak for himself and you might understand better why I'm so challenged. Martin says, what if every single word of this story, talking about the Bible, is true and I can trust it? What if Jesus really is who he says he is? What if the king of the universe is speaking directly to me through the words of this book? what if what he says is more true than my circumstances more true than what my eyes see and my ears hear as i read martin's book i was reminded of the scripture in matthew 5:13, that says you are the salt of the earth but if the salt has become tasteless how can it be made salty again it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by people this book has made me question how much of what I am believing has been conformed to what I was taught and is not necessarily based on God's word. How much of my theology is based on my own bias that twists what the Bible says to fit my comfort zone? In other words, how much of what I believe is cultural Christianity over biblical Christianity? I know for those of us living in the United States, We look at the Bible through our American viewpoint, and our understanding of the Bible has been conformed to an American theology. Don Finto, in his wonderful book called Your People Shall Be My People, says that this bent towards what we are culturally comfortable with causes us to overlook some passages and to interpret others through the grid we've been taught. And in the process of living a comfortable Christianity, I believe many have lost their saltiness and are not making an impact on the world. This cultural Christianity has twisted the truth about the Jewish people, and has resulted in what is called replacement theology. Replacement theology says that those who are New Covenant believers in Jesus, the church, has replaced Israel and the Jews in God's eyes. Let me quote from Wikipedia, of all places. Can you believe I'm quoting Wikipedia? supersessionism also called replacement theology or fulfillment theology is a christian theological doctrine which describes the theological conviction that the christian church has superseded the nation of israel assuming their role as god's covenanted people thus asserting that the new covenant through jesus christ has superseded or replaced the mosaic covenant exclusive to the jews Replacement theology also holds that Universal Christian Church has replaced ancient Israel and God's true Israel, and that Christians, including Gentiles, have replaced the biological bloodline of ancient Israelites as the people of God. Replacement theology is one place where the truth of God's word has been filtered through man-made theologies. It is causing great harm to the body of Christ. God's people have always been the Jewish people. We, the Gentile believers, are the ones who've been grafted into the family of our Jewish brothers. We didn't replace our Jewish brothers. We are grafted into their lineage. Why is this important? Because in John 17, 11, Jesus says, Holy Father, keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, so that they may be one just as we are one, talking about us. Replacement theology has taken the Jews right out of this verse and made it all about New Testament church becoming one. But that's not what Jesus was saying. He was saying that all of his children, Jew and Gentile, become one to show the world the love that we have for each other. By teaching that the Gentile believers supersede or replace the Mosaic covenant has caused great harm to the kingdom of God coming to earth. We are not one as Jesus prayed. As part of replacement theology, we have told Jewish believers in Jesus that they have to become Christians and need to adopt our Christian way of doing things. I believe this is totally wrong. It is totally appropriate for Jewish believers to still celebrate the Jewish feasts and festivals, as well as believe in Jesus as the Messiah. It might do the New Testament church some good to also celebrate the Jewish feasts, I think we're missing out on some of our heritage by ignoring these feasts and festivals. In November, Cindy and I met Donna Jolay, she's an RTF minister who lives in Israel, in Washington, D.C., and took part in the largest pro-Israel rally in history. 290,000, mostly Jews and a few of us Gentiles, gathered on the mall in Washington, D.C. to show our support for the nation of Israel. During the day, We had five or six Orthodox Jews come up to us and thank us for being part of that rally. (laughs) One guy walked up and said, you guys are Christians, aren't you? Why are you here? After we explained that we're standing with Israel, he said, thank you so much for being here. I think a little bit of the kingdom of God came to earth that day. God is looking for those he can co-labor with to bring his kingdom to earth. Now, did we share the gospel with the Orthodox Jew that day in Washington, DC? No, not in our words, but in our actions. I think it's time for the rising of the unknowns in 2024. We too often look at what we can't do instead of looking at what we can do. As you read through the Bible, there are so many unknown people, people whose names are never mentioned, who have affected history in a powerful way. For example, we all know the story of the Good Samaritan. What was his name? We don't know, but his love and mercy for this wounded man lying along the road has been spoken of from generation to generation. God is looking for the unknown to rise in this generation and begin to believe that every word of his scripture is 100% true and begin doing what it says. I think being known by God is more important than being known by the world. So let's stop letting what we see as our inadequacy outshine the power of God and his calling in our life. I have heard some powerful prophetic words about what God is going to do in this year, 2024. I also know that it's very easy to hear powerful prophetic words and to write them off as someone's wishful thinking or to hear them and sit back and wait in inactivity for God to fulfill the word almost in a posture of, okay, God, we'll see. What if God is wanting you to be part of fulfilling his movement during 2024? What if he wants you to be a Joshua and Caleb who believed God over what they saw with their own eyes and went contrary to what the majority of the people around them said? That's going to take courage on your part, isn't it? But that's okay. God gives courage to those who ask. Well, I hope God is able to make sense of this podcast in your life because I feel like I've struggled to share my heart with you. You know, I've experienced 67 New Year's in my life, and for many of those, I've made New Year's resolutions that have lasted from a few days to several months. This year, I'm not making a resolution, but I am making the choice to live my life with courage. I'm going to do the very best I can to believe and live by every word that is in God's word. And I'm asking God to help me see any place where I'm living a cultural Christianity rather than having an intimate relationship with Father God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. I want to close this podcast by reading what Mark Batterson writes in his book, and he calls it the Lion Chaser's Manifesto. Quit living as if the purpose of life is to arrive safely at death, run to the roar Set God-sized goals. Pursue God-given passions. Go after a dream that is destined to fail without divine intervention. Stop pointing out our problems. Start becoming part of the solution. Stop repeating the past. Start creating the future. Face your fears. Fight for your dreams. Grab opportunity by the mane and don't let go. Live like today is the first day and the last day of your life. Burn sinful bridges. Blaze new trails. Live for the applause of nail-scarred hands. i got to read that again. Live for the applause of nail-scarred hands. Don't let what is wrong with you keep you from worshiping what's right with God. Dare to fail. Dare to be different. Quit holding out. Quit holding back. Quit running away. Chase the lion.
1: Thank you for joining us on the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast today. We pray you are blessed and equipped with biblical truth, empowering you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. To learn more about the ministry of Restoring the Foundations International, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.